Hello everybody, welcome to iZombie Radio. Uh, this is Season 1, Episode 5. Uh, I'm Blaze, and I'm here with my two awesome co-hosts, Chris and Katrina. How are you guys doing? Katrina, Hello. how's your week been? Uh, quite well. I've been spending time at Loot Crate, which is a lot of fun. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Here. Yeah. Are you? <laughs> I'm good. I've been really busy lately. But, yeah, same old pretty much. How about you, Chris? Uh, I'm not feeling good today, but, uh... Yeah, uh, aside from my cold, I'm doing alright. Nothing nothing new, but that's not a bad thing. And, uh, yeah, just excited to talk about the show with you guys as always. Uh, We're missing Sean this week because Mm -hmm. he was... He's a little sicker than I am, and he woke up this morning with no voice, really. So uh, he's uh, he's he's taking this week off. But uh, but we're us three are here to talk about uh, some news, do some character predictions, and all that stuff. Yeah. So um, there hasn't been much news this week, but um, I guess on Twitter or was it Instagram? I forget what the account name was. Let's see if we can find uh, it. It was on the it was, it was on the original the original Funko's Instagram. Oh, okay, it was nice. So on yeah, on the original Funko's Instagram, um, they posted a picture essentially announcing, I guess, or like fully confirming that um, two more iZombie Live Pops are going to be coming out this fall. Um, and so these are the two that are on the back of the Comic-Con exclusive box that show her in, like, the lab coats. So, um, it's pretty cool. I guess it's really good to know that they're, they are officially coming and coming soon because I've wanted to get an iZombie pop for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris not... already has one. Yeah, I had to pay pay a little too much for it though but uh mm-hmm. but, yeah. but uh i do i want the liz one so badly or <laughs> i always say liz i'm sorry her name's liv i want the live one i'm sorry you guys i work with a liz that's <laughs> all well these at least the cool thing about these i mean uh unless anything else comes out i mean these are gonna be like readily available in stores like, i don't mm-hmm. think they're gonna be exclusive because there's the new york comic-con one for this weekend uh with her in full zombie mode with the red eyes Mm -hmm. that's uh that's an exclusive but these look to be hopefully you can get them anywhere because i mean everyone should be able to get a live more funko pop yeah i really want the one of her um with the brains yeah um but yeah hopefully not too tough yeah, and it's just, it's nice because the Comic-Con one, as cool as it is, and as much as I like it, like, I don't know, I like that this one has her in, like, the lab coat, and, like, because that's how we see her a lot when she's in, you know, in the morgue working with Ravi. It kind of looks a little more like Liv. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of kind of what makes her recognizable, because when I did Halloween, I, I, I had to have the lab coat on as Liv for people to go, like, oh, I zombie. And then I yeah. could wear it. Anything else underneath <laughs> that, as long as I had the wig, the red under eyes, and the lab coat. Mm-hmm. So exactly. I think that really dignifies her traits. Yeah, that's cool. For sure. Um, 
Yeah, and like I said, that, you know, unfortunately was the only news for this week. So, pretty yeah, slow week. Yeah, there's some fun behind-the-scenes photos that the cast has been posting. If uh, if you guys want to check out their Twitters and Instagrams, which I'm sure pretty much everyone's following. But uh, there's nothing nothing really to report or speculate nothing on there. Nothing confirmed, nothing uh, concrete, yeah. I guess. Yeah, the only the only thing we were talking about a little bit before recording was like the one photo Rose has a masquerade mask on, but like it could not just be them goofing around. So we don't want to read too much into it unless some actual news comes out. And with that, we're going to move into our uh, prediction segment of the week. So this week we're moving on to Blaine. So he's uh He's one of the characters who's sort of come the farthest to this point, and uh, I think he has an exciting story ahead. Chris, what are you expecting out of Blaine this season? Uh, Blaine, Blaine, Blaine. Um, I mean, I'm not really... Uh, honestly, he's the biggest kind of wild card, I think, for season three, because it seems like uh, his memory being on is the real deal now. Um, and I, I'm kind of curious to see if um, some of the old Blaine will be kind of reawakened uh, this coming season, or even if the events of the season two finale um, with him saving Peyton, but kind of having to uh, be that violent guy again, if that will kind of bring back some of those memories he lost. Um mm-hmm. Which I think would be really cool, even if they don't like fully bring it back, like that he doesn't remember everything, even if that like some of those personality traits reappear again. I think that would be a really cool kind of way of doing it. Um, so I hope to see that. What I think we definitely can expect to see, um, which we we touched upon a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about with Ravi, um, is the love triangle between him, Ravi, and uh, and Peyton. And I think you know this kind of new more, you know, in, more, uh, or I get, uh, like more, not innocent, innocent's the wrong word, but kind of, uh, less serial killer, uh, Blaine is, uh, is gonna, is gonna be, uh, someone who's actually a, a real contender for, um, for Peyton's, uh, uh, attraction. And I, I want to see how, now that he's different, how their kind of relationship develops. And I think it will be, um, I think it will be different. It will definitely be different than what we saw from them in season two. Um, so I'm I'm really excited to see that. And honestly, like David Anders could read the phone book, and I would watch because he's awesome. So really, anything he does is cool with me. Okay, mm-hmm. Katrina, how about you? I'm really excited to see kind of how that that love triangle uh, balances out. But I'm also excited to see how Blaine kind of braves this new world because a lot of things have changed for him personally, obviously, uh, since the beginning of the series. And now uh, he's not quite himself, and he's he's going into this this kind of new venture, and and then Peyton's involved, and so it's going to be Blaine facing new and interesting challenges because so many other people that he actually kind of cares about are involved and before he didn't have the kind of emotional ties that he does right now i think 
So, like I said, this might be Blaine's spike season, you guys. This is going <laughs> to be where, where everyone's like, oh, no, I'm Team Blaine now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could uh, definitely see that. Um, it's going to be interesting, too. Sorry to cut you off, no, please. Dude, that he's because he's not he's not a zombie anymore and mm. he he's not a zombie when we're getting this influx of new zombies this kind of zombie world so is he gonna get pulled into that i don't know but i that's a really good point you bring up katrina it's like it's the kind the unknown of it all is really what's exciting for blaine yeah i, I would agree with that pretty much because like like you said, it's like he's he's the wild card right now. Like, does he like there? He just has so many different paths ahead of him that he could take. And you know, obviously, with between the love triangle and like his memories, it'll be really interesting to see how like his relationships with everybody sort of um, evolve or change. I would say. And like you just pointed out, Chris you know, how will he sort of deal with being incorporated into this zombie world when he's not one anymore? And I guess, you know, and then again, there's the possibility of like, does it become a survival situation for him where he ends up having to become one again? Like down the road at some point? I don't know. Like, I just... That is true. Well, what if... That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Because just because, like... Some... No, sorry. What if, no, I was going to say, if his memories do come back and that life kind of becomes more appealing again, mm-hmm. could we ever see him decide to do that? Yeah, exactly. That'd be interesting if he, like, chose to. Like, that'd be really interesting. But, yeah, exactly. I just feel like, you know, Blaine sort of is a survivor. Like, that's what makes him such a great character. Um, and... I could see him, you know, we've seen him sort of, like, walk the line of, like, he's still not afraid to try to, like, get into business and, like, play the game with these zombies, even though he's not one. Mm-hmm. Or, like, when he hasn't been one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I think, so I could definitely see him, you know, like, getting in over his head. And him having to go back. Back to Team Z. <laughs> nah, definitely. It's again. It's just there's. So he's kind of ridiculously hard to. Um, he's like ridiculously hard to uh, predict stuff for because I think like kind of as Katrina kind of hit the nail on the head. There's just so much, so many challenges, so many different things that could come his way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean. He's been, I think, he's the only character I really don't, I like can't, I don't have a distinct, uh, this is what I think is going to happen, or like, I think we're going to see a little bit of, at least. I don't know. I'd agree. I agree. <laughs> Ever so unpredictable. <laughs> so, so it makes him interesting. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, if that, does anybody have anything else, or? Uh... Uh, um. I'm good, but that's I'm a lot of it this week, guys. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Because, like I said, I just like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess we'll move on to uh, our episode review then for the week. 
So this week we watched uh, Season 1, Episode 5, which was titled Flight of the Living Dead. And um, the synopsis or tag for this episode was Liv must eat the brains of her murdered sorority sister in order to gain insight about the crime. (laughs) I thought it was a pretty fun episode. Um, It's so funny, like, going back and rewatching all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. It it just is so funny to see how far it's come and, like, how much things have evolved. Um, Yeah. The it's it's easy to forget um like Liv's past and her beginnings because she she was this A type student who was in a sorority and did everything you're supposed to do uh as a young adult, uh, you know, from what our parents told us as we were growing up. You know, she was doing everything she was supposed to do and now she's kind of this wild version of that person. So going back and seeing seeing her background and in the sorority and the types of people that she used to populate her life with was uh, really exciting and really interesting. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And that's what like it's like you said, it's so funny. Like this this episode has so many goofy characters um, mm-hmm. from their from the skydiving crew, and it's just like yeah, exactly. Like these are the type of people like Liv used to interact with. And uh, and I thought it was pretty funny because it's like you see that, and then I love how you sort of get uh, get that glimpse. But then also she meets Lowell this episode, mm-hmm. and uh, ah. I know yeah. I forgot how like, <laughs> awesome of a character he was, uh, and how much I miss him. Has a dreamy sigh moment about Lowell, like <laughs> I think I was having one too, so it's okay. He's. <gasps> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he's, he's uh, uh, such a good character. I know. And I think I like him think, so much. Yeah, no, and and that's honestly going into this episode. That's what I remembered the most. I was like, ah, oh, the skydiving accident. I was like, yeah, it's about Liv's past with her sorority sister, but it's also so much about her kind of. Um, like moving towards the future, like you know, mm-hmm. Lowell's like the first. I mean, because he's because he's a zombie. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> which if you if you've everyone who's watched the episode would know. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I uh, he he's the first guy that Liv can kind of see herself having a future with potentially um, since Major, and um, I just I kind of just love how he, you know, how she finds out he's a zombie. You know how he just kind of tells her, and then you know, just their interactions throughout the episode um, and kind of her internal debate about him is, is really cool. And like we were, like we kind of were just saying, it's just such an, he's just such an awesome character. Like it's hard because sometimes on so many shows, you know, especially like, you know, shows, uh, CW shows, I feel like when they bring in like a love interest that, you know, is not going to be there for the whole time. It's kind of like, all right, like when's this character going to leave? But Lowell, from that very first episode, I remember being like, all right, like I'd be cool if this guy stuck around the whole, you know, the whole time and became part of the crew. Um, and I just think that's, you know, Bradley James does a great job, and I think he and Rose McIver have really good chemistry together um, throughout this episode and, and in future ones as well. Yeah, no, I agree. He, um, 
Yeah, I like the whole th idea of uh, that you brought up with, you know, her moving forward and everything, because you really get that sense. And like you said, I sort of had the same thing happen where when I went onto Netflix to watch the episode and I saw um, I saw um, the the screenshot they use, you know, the mm -hmm. panel they use for the episode for the episode and that it was the skydiving one I immediately remembered the episode but I couldn't remember why and mm -hmm. like just from seeing that and I just forgot that he was in it and that this is where he came in and like I thought it was pretty funny how it just like immediately jumped out as like oh this is like such an important episode in the, well, the story def well definitely too because it introduces Max Rager as well yep which becomes becomes a little bit important down the line yeah. um <laughs> but uh yeah but, absolutely yeah which is which is cool and you, you kind of get a sense of just how crazy that place is just from the people they deal the, with exactly like we haven't even met vaughn yet and you're already like this yep. place is <laughs> a little nuts um but yeah uh, I don't know, that's, again, those are, like, the two things from this episode that... The other thing that I, that really sticks with me from this episode, um, is the, how, when you see how many kids are actually missing, and, like... True. Because I remember, like, for some reason in the first season, like, when I remember when I first watched this episode and everything, um, I just remember seeing, like, you know, that billboard with all of the missing flyers... And I was like, oh, wow, that's, like, that would be so freaky. Like, I remember that was the first thing in the show where I was like, oh, if, I, if this was, like, real life, you know? Like, that would be so shady. Mm -hmm. So, and the other thing that I caught, actually, that I thought was interesting was um how um Julian, you know how, like, his street name, he goes by Deweed? Mm -hmm. The one kid that um i forget if it's uh major or clive but i think it's major um he's like asking people and he's like oh what was like what was the guy's name and he's like oh julian just something like julian DeWeer or something like he basically like says like some wrong name but it's close to deweed and i was like <laughs> and it's funny like knowing that now you know like how that was the yeah, when they he's... say how him and Blaine was like De Beers and Deweed. <laughs> yeah. Um, like it's funny that they they threw that in just because I don't know, you know, like you wouldn't know unless you rewatched. Well, yeah, and even to your earlier point too about all the missing, um, like the missing flyers. I think that just even more so because like we've seen Blaine kill some of these kids on screen, but. I think even more so we kind of that that just one image lets you know, you know, as much fun as the show can be and as goofy as it can be, how serious what uh, what they're dealing with this season is and how serious what Blaine's doing is, you know, that all these people are are just dying and going missing and being affected by this. And it really kind of and, and this kind of it gets, you know major involved it gets clive involved and and that's kind of how this episode more even more so is kind of where the the kind of season starts to kick the main plot into gear and kind of get everyone going um heading into that one direction 
Um, yeah. And it's and I I remember even before I rewatched it, I just remember that image, you know, of the of the flyers, and it's mm-hmm. it's I like that you brought that up because it it stayed with me, and it's what been two almost well not uh, like a year and a half since this episode, so it just like really <sighs> puts things into perspective, like about like how big their operation actually is. Definitely. Um, and I think also what I like about that like part of the story is it shows you how like good hearted of a person major actually is yeah. at his core, you know, and, True. uh, yeah. because like, you know, we've really seen major, like, again, he's come a long way too. And like, he's obviously done a bunch of stuff that he regrets at this point, but you know, rewatching, I really like, it really reminds you just like, he's a good character and like, you know, his intentions are always, uh, with good reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's. You know, go yeah, ahead, Katrina. Funny. I don't know. No, I, I've like been ta- I've been talking too much. So. <laughs> um, Major's been one of those characters who I was uh, starting out. I I was definitely very cautious of him because you know it's in a lot of these shows it's usually the the ex boyfriend that causes all the trouble. But he's been this really compelling and interesting character who. One episode I want to like slap him upside the head, and the next episode I'm like, "You poor thing! I totally get it. I get you." <laughs> and so I've been really excited about his character arc this season, and I really, I, I this was definitely one of those one of those moments where like it, it was easy to prefer another option over major, but um, like I, I think that that setting off his character arc in such a way uh, really propelled him to become more than just like the ex who gets into trouble. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Like, his individual stories are always, like, I'm always just as interested in them. No, definitely. And and it, and it stops it from being, like, again, kind of how I was talking about with, with Lowell, like, how that new love interest could kind of bring a show down. Well, just like Major, if he was just the stereotypical ex-boyfriend that didn't really add anything, he could bring the show down, too. But... Um, you're right, Katrina. He he's been this kind of he's always felt three dimensional to me, pretty much since the the beginning of the show. Like he has his demons, he has a good heart, he has his shortcomings. He's always felt like such a rich character instead of just the well. We need we need Liv to have a next boyfriend, so things are harder for her. Um, Majors existed on his own for like a, a reason, and I think this episode shows us why again. Yeah. Yeah, what, what can I say? These drugs I'm on, they're doing their job. Um, it's it's just Advil, guys. Uh, but... Advil does bring out the best of my creativity when I can stay awake. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, but um, I I just I guess the last thing with this episode for me is just. Or with every episode, kind of, and re- they'll rewatch in general, is like you really see how well paced the season is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they obviously have to, they had to take that into consideration with the episode amount and everything. Definitely. And I think, I mean, if you ask me to choose between iZombie season one and season two, I'd still probably choose season two just because there's like, 
there's just more in it that I love. Mm-hmm. But if I if if you're asking me what's like the better constructed season, probably I would say season one because, like you say, it's well paced. It's everything feels very like intentional with how like deliberately it's paced and how each episode kind of gives us a little more and a little more. Whereas I'd say the only weakness of season two is sometimes there was like too much in in it. Season one kind of knew exactly how to, okay, we're going to put a little bit of the Max Ranger storyline here, but we're going to do more of the missing kids. And then here, we're going to introduce Lowell. But, you know, she, he and Liv aren't really going to start dating until an episode or two from now. Like, it's it's all really um, well done. That's a really good point, actually. Mm-hmm. There. Yeah, how do you guys think, what are your, on that note about pacing, what are your hopes for for season three? Do you think that we need more, like, high-octane kind of drama with season two, or do you think it needs to be back to to something paced and discreet or or decisive? Uh, um, I mean, at least for me, it's... I mean, because we're going back, as of right now, at least the 13 episodes for season three. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I'm cool with it being, high, you know, high-octane drama and it being mm-hmm. – and them moving through storylines quickly. It's mm-hmm. just trying to, you know, not juggle as many because, for example, like last season, um, I didn't think the whole stuff, the stuff with Mr. Boss – was really like i mean it brought some things together but i don't think it was really like necessary um and kind of made things overcomplicated and and took away a little bit from the max rager arc um so it i think it's more like staying with one kind of central protagonist not protagonist uh antagonist so that because max rager is kind of hinted at as a villain in season one but the the company doesn't really become a thing until season two um and so i think you know if we kind of get back to where season one blaine was the villain and so season three if it's fillmore graves ends up being the villain i think that kind of could help structure and pace it better but like i i don't know i'd like to see a mix which i know is kind of a cop-out answer but well, I don't think it's a cop-out answer. I, I mean, there's a lot that can be done with this season just because of, of the whole zombie thing being universally known. So mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how they how they balance that into the reality of the show, I think. Yeah, I think definitely. that's definitely a good point. And, and no, Chrissy, yeah, like, I don't think it's a compound answer either because I think, again, mm-hmm. if, like, well done and well thought out, you can have all of it. Um, mm-hmm. And that, you know, like... That's what we'll just have to wait and see, but I agree. Like I think at this point, where they've taken the plot to already and sort of like what they've set up, we're gonna ex- we like should definitely expect to see both of it because obviously like all of these characters have plenty of individual story to tell and like much more growth with this new zombie underground and. You know, the way things are going, they're sort of, we saw at the end of season two, like, they're not afraid to push the limits and, like, you know, do things properly or, like, stay in hiding. Um, so, it will be interesting, and, like, I do expect both 
Yeah. It's definitely going to have to have to pull it back a little bit from how high-octane that finale was. Oh, because, yeah. <laughs> whoo! That th- I, I'm still, like, that is... God, those are two of my favorite hours of television, like, ever. Oh, so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited for the third season. I just want it to be here already. I know. It's it's CW premiere week, and I'm like, uh... Why can't... Why can't why can't I zombie be here? I mean, I like all your shows, but yeah. <laughs> we need some kind of charity hotline for our podcast because all the other DC TV podcasts are getting all their shows back this month. Yeah, right. I know, I know, exactly. Send us words of comfort. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, some 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 screeners would be nice. You know. Mhm. <laughs> Is there anything else you guys uh, wanted to touch on, though? Um, yeah, not not really, except that, again, what we already kind of said, that I'm happy Lowell's in the show now, and um, I'm going to enjoy the next couple episodes, because like I, I, the dynamic between him and Liv is really fun, and I think we get to see a different side of her yeah. um, with mm-hmm. him. So I'm excited to talk about next week's episode already. Um, <laughs> so. Alright, well uh, I guess we'll wrap it up then and uh, the only thing left to do at this point is you know, tell them uh, tell everybody where they can be found and send them off so <laughs> hey send them off uh, yeah dude <laughs> No, I just, that was funny. That was good. Um, cool. Well, so, Katrina? Yeah, that's right, Chris. You're going second. That's fine. <laughs> ladies ladies first. I, I'm, all for, I'm all for feminism, but I'm also I'm also a fan of chivalry. So, <laughs> so Katrina, um, well, what are you up to? Where can they find you? Uh, you guys can find me anywhere on the internet at uh, OKatrina with a C. And that's about it. Just look for Oh Katrina. There's so much going on. I'm so tired. Hi guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and Chris, how about you? Um, yeah, you guys can find me on uh, on Twitter at cKinger13. Um, you can find most of my writing um, over at TVOverMind.com. I uh, I'm reviewing a bunch of the new fall shows. I'm actually in the middle of writing my review for uh, the new CW show, No Tomorrow. So if you check that out and watched it and liked it, check out my reviews for that. Um, And yeah, and just keep listening to the podcast, guys. We really appreciate it. So thanks. Thank you. And uh, you can find me at Blaze Hopkins on Twitter. Um, As Chris mentioned, you know, the other CW shows are back, so I'll be reviewing The Flash every week at tvovermind.com, along with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. bi-weekly, South Park, and uh, I guess we're going to be splitting Supergirl, Chris? Uh, yeah. I'll probably hop in for some Supergirl episodes. Yeah, I don't know how we're breaking down that schedule yet, but you can see Blaze and I both covering Supergirl at some points throughout the season and and uh and I'll be writing about uh arrow and frequency as well. Yeah. I just love I love the CW shows. So I'll be writing a lot about them. 
Yeah. And uh, and then you can also catch me uh, doing comic reviews every week at the Marvel Report, along with uh, some TV reviews. I'll be doing Luke Cage soon. Um, oh, so, so yeah. good. I'll so be uh, pretty active on Twitter with posts and retweets and stuff. But that's it for me. So, again, thanks for listening to iZombie Radio, everybody. Um, until next time, I'm Blaze. Katrina. I'm Chris. Katrina. <laughs> uh, I'm Chris. Oh, and guys, make sure you're following us at iZombie Radio on Twitter and on what? Facebook. And follow... Uh, the DC TV podcasts uh, Twitter as well. They just launched a new uh, new podcast, DC TV Classics. So check out all that good stuff. Yes. Last plug, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye.